Today's episode of Rice will be debating the role and treatment of women in Asian circles, reviewing Disney's Mulan, and tackling hot topics including teens dressing as seniors for booze, Governor General Payette's toxic climate, the return of live comedy shows, and the face of the new $5 bill. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to the Rice Asian Comedy Podcast, where we share the Asian perspective on entertainment, culture, and trending topics. I'm your host, Fong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on our panel today, we've got Jennifer Shang. Hello, hello. Leonard Chan. Hi. Sebastian D. Chow. Happy to be here. And our very special guest today, Anna Lawo. Hello. Okay, great. Yeah, we we wanted to have uh, at least one more woman for the topic this week, which is about the treatment of women in Asian circles. So now we've got a balance of two girls, two guys, and a gay. So I feel like it is pretty (laughs) balanced out. Um, Now, before we jump into our main topic, um, and also our related movie, Move On, of course, also deals with the treatment of women historically in Asia, we are going to do our hot topics. So uh, so our hot topics are sort of like a, um, we call it our dim sum section. It's just like a quick monologue from each of our comedians to just get something off of their chest. And let's start with Anna, who will talk about teens dressing as seniors. So last week in the news, uh, I saw that there was an 18-year-old who was out getting alcohol with a disguise. So she dressed up as a senior citizen with, like, the bandana, the hunched back, the cane. She did, like, the whole nine yards. And guess what? She actually ended up getting alcohol. With the face coverings being mandatory in these public places, it's really hard to tell if you're actually selling alcohol to someone who's of age. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this happened in Sault Ste. Marie, and honestly, there really isn't much to do there, so I don't blame her for trying. But, and succeeding. But she made the news, so clearly it didn't... <laughs> like, somebody found out. Yeah, like... Yeah! Well, what I don't she really know. was an old lady, and they just, like, saw her leaving, and was like, I don't think that was a really old lady. Do you, what do you think? <laughs> They're like, dude, it's the suit. Just let him drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Thank you, it's Anna. We'll uh, we'll next go over to Jennifer Shung, who has a rant about Governor General Payette. Okay. So, as you know, our Governor General Julie Payette is under fire right now. It's trending all over Twitter. There are reports coming out from former staff and even current employees and people who have worked with her that she is a giant see you next Tuesday, like just a nightmare to work with. She's been abusive. She has left people in tears, apparently, after some meetings with her and just an overall bully. Apparently, uh, she will belittle people by asking them to recite the solar system (laughs) and then being like, no, you idiot, you got that wrong. You're an anus. Or I don't know that I'm imagining (laughs) Like, basically testing them on the distance between certain planets and the sun. Like, who does that? Do you think you're, in like, a kindergarten teacher? And I just, I think this was Trudeau. Uh, Trudeau is under attack right now because he did 
appoint her in 2017, and he's being criticized of uh, putting someone in this position that has all like the star charisma. I mean, this woman is smart, like whip smart. She is a former astronaut, engineer. She was the COO of like the Science Center in Montreal or something. And she's just like, she's an engineer and an astronaut, okay? She has been very introverted and guarded about her private life. Like probably the worst person you could have put in this public, you know, figurehead position. Um, apparently when that whole marijuana law was being passed and they needed, what they do is they need like the Queen's representative at Rideau Hall to sign off on this law. And Trudeau was so anxious to get marijuana legalized. This was in June, um, late June, I think, of when was marijuana legalized? A few years ago, 2017. right? 2017. Yeah, 2017. And you know the date, don't you? she made a huge stink about it because it was interfering with her schedule. This was like her one main job that she has to do. And she was like, um, screw this. I don't want to sit at my castle, my 200 year old mansion in Rideau Hall and sign some marijuana law. Like, I'm sorry. Like this woman should have been called out a long time ago. There were articles citing her first year as being very tumultuous and that she was like, just not a good fit for it. But if she doesn't get like, I don't know, Canadian impeached or something, she will stay on until 2022 and even further if we don't if we don't vote to cancel her but i don't know i think we're talking about women today and i think it is great that she is this smart woman but i think when we look at positions of power and abuse we still have to take into account that this is like a real problem and i'm glad that people are speaking out about it but why now you know because we're all bored and like <laughs> okay, let's go on a witch hunt, guys. Sure. <laughs> happened uh, years ago. It should have been a clue when she, much like Trump, not wanting to get his taxes revealed, she did not want the court documents revealed about her former divorce with her ex-husband because she had a, uh, supposedly abused him. So that should have been kind of a signal. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Julie Payette. Exciting times for you. <laughs> this okay. is like the best Canadian politics has to offer. Like America's on fucking fire. And they're like, oh, our governor general's a cunt. That's the best. What's the third planet? What is it? <laughs> okay, thank you. Who's a fucking dwarf planet, you son of a bitch. <laughs> thank you, Jennifer. Next, we will yeah. head over to Leonard Chan, who will be talking about the return of live comedy shows. Yeah, I did my first live comedy show since the pandemic began. Uh, you know, it was socially distanced. It was supposed to be at a beach, and I thought it was going to be a secluded private party. No, it was in the middle of Woodbine Beach. It was like, do it. nobody was socially distanced. Nobody was wearing a mask. Like, the entire city was out. I'm like, I'm doing comedy in Jersey Shore. What the fuck is happening here? And I was just looking at this. Honestly, my entire set, I was just screaming at everybody else on the beach. I'm like, go home, what the fuck? Like, if this was China, there'd be tanks rolling down the street right now, and I would be so happy. Uh, yeah, the species is doomed. That's basically that's basically where I'm at. I was so I was furious. I was so mad to see that. Um, wow. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I thought Canadians, we suck. Just humans suck, no matter what country we're in. <laughs> that's all I got. Just mad. Did you call anyone out? 
I mean, I yell at everybody, but it was a big beach. I can't yell at everybody. I didn't have a microphone either, so I was just mostly. What's that? So you had some good attendance at your show then. Well, there was like it was it was a <laughs> private party. It was only for like the ten people in that social bubble. Mm. Uh, and then and then people who randomly stopped because they were like, oh, somebody's talking and they seem funny. And then people literally were like stopping to sit and watch. Mm. Oh, he's so and I yelled, I yelled at everybody. <laughs> I don't think that's on the problem. I mean, it is a problem, but at least you're getting an audience. <laughs> that's your takeaway? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you the world is doomed. You're like, well, at least somebody was watching you do comedy. <laughs> like, I bet you you killed. I bet you killed with your mm -hmm. rant. I, I was laugh. fine. And if it not with your fine. rant, then you killed with well. the germs you spread by yeah. screaming so loud. <laughs> but it was not my priority. Let's just oh, say. That's validation, Leonard. That's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you, Leonard. And now we go to our final hot topic of the day from Sebastian D. Chow talking about the face of the new $5 bill. All right, so Canada's changing the $5 bill, and they want to leave it up to the public to choose who gets non uh, the nomination, but they still get the final pick. Now, here's some of the main uh, main candidates. There's Tommy Prince, an indigenous war hero who was denied benefits after service and died in poverty. He'd be a great pick, but I'd be really, uh, very surprised if the, can if the Canadian government picked against their anti-indigenous biases. Uh, Another option is Terry Fox, a one-legged cancer survivor who ran nearly 5,400 kilometers to raise money for cancer research. That's over 127 marathons, which is incredible because one marathon shouldn't even be done by someone with two legs. <laughs> if I have to tape up my nipples and piss my shorts in public, it had better be for a good cause. Uh, now, there's one more choice who's uh, Tommy Douglas. The father of Canadian healthcare. As an American, uh, fuck the $5 bill. Put him on the flag. Right in the middle of the leaf. If universal health care is a dream, I hope my doctor pulls the plug before I wake up because American hospital bills are serious. <laughs> uh, oh, but he did support eugenics, though. Uh, I guess you should never meet your heroes or they'll try to sterilize you. <laughs> <laughs> Very common saying. Mm. Okay, thank you, Sebastian, for that hot take. Um, now we are going to go on to our main topic of the week, which is the treatment and role of Asian women um, in Asian circles. And we will first go to Jennifer Shung because I need to apologize because I just realized while she's doing her rant that the live stream had her uh, microphone on mute. So we are oh going to God. give her another chance. <laughs> Does that mean it didn't even make the podcast? No, no, no. The the podcast has recorded, but okay, the live okay. stream people have no mm. idea of what you said. So I will dub, on. dub it You're over. silencing women. Yeah. <laughs> we are silencing women. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is so silence is violence, Vong. Silence um, is violence. Uh, okay, so the, the first question I want to ask about this topic is, um, what are, this goes to all the panelists, but we'll first go to Jennifer, which is, what are your views about Asian women and or the views that were expressed to you about Asian women from your parents and your family? And what is your perspective on that as an Asian woman? Okay. Um, so, you know, I grew up in an immigrant family. My parents came here from Taiwan and China. And growing up, I would just see my grandmother doing most of the cooking at home and my mother 
obviously doing a lot of the childcare and sous chef of my grandmother. That's exactly what she called herself. And she would be supporting my father in his clothing business endeavor. So from a young age, I do see the woman in my family doing most of the grunt work. Um, it was just kind of the structure of my family. I didn't think anything of it like, this is what I want to do, you know, but I was definitely more of a girly girl, as you would call it. I was into makeup, Barbie dolls. I believe I wore like my mom's high heels when I was three. And I also did like Michael Jackson dance moves with like her silver glove. Like I was very eccentric. So, oh yeah. High heels. Like I love walking in high heels. Yes. (laughs) How effectively. Not very, but I practiced and now I'm pretty good. So I'll show you guys one day during our little, our little rendezvous patio picnic celebration. (laughs) Um, But then, you know, growing up, like my parents, obviously you guys have heard this before. They had a nasty divorce and my father would kind of blame my mom and be like, you know, this is, this is what happens, Jennifer, when you rely on a man and you know, you freaking, you're a weak little shit and you don't get your finances straight. Like you'll marry him Lester. Um, no, (laughs) but he was just so like, you have to do better than your mom. You have to be financially independent. And he drilled this message into me so much that I studied my ass off in school. Like, I made it my goal to be like the number one academically because somehow that would, you know, guarantee me a successful career in comedy (laughs) and not a white guy that makes more money than me. Good advice, dad. Um, That's what happened. And, you know, I say in my comedy that my father was like, you know, he's hypocritical and that he was he was very UB independent. But then when I married my husband, he was just like, okay, don't fuck this up. Like he's a catch. (laughs) Like, it's almost like we're talking about Mulan later, like the parents being so relieved and so like happy that their daughter is married off to a different family as if she's no longer our concern. She's okay. We don't have to worry about this one. Whereas like with my lesbian sister and like my young brother, it's like, okay, they're, they're okay. Cause they're both boys. Um, like that's their mentality, you know, but I, I will wrap it up quickly and just say like Asian women, Traditionally, the view is we are demure, we're passive, we're like we're every black guy and white guy's fantasy, like we're tight. Um, <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, no, I, I don't mean, mean to make it dirty. I just mean like we're very, like we will serve you tea. We're the geisha. Oh, anything for you. Like, it's. I hate that story. That's not us. Asian women are not that. We, and we are not like, there's very different stereotypes. We're not all just fucking like Chanel bag carrying Louis Vuitton, like, like crazy rich Asians depiction Asians. We're not that. And we're not all like, you know, farmers either. And we're not all like making meals for our husband, raising kids. Like today, there's a lot of female Asian CEOs in China that are the head of their companies and doing so much more than is what is expected of them or what they, I guess, traditionally imagine they'd be doing. And in China, all the women I know work, whether it is as nannies or as a top person in their company. So I think it is changing and the traditional view, yeah, it's still there, but kind of in a stereotypical racist way. Like it's not reality necessarily. 
Okay, thank you for that. And uh, it's interesting that you're mentioning about stereotypical views because I would say our next comedian that we're going to go to is the exact opposite of what um, people try and push um, Asian women into as far as roles and perception. This is why is I love Sebastian? our comedy so much. <laughs> and uh, no, it is, it is not Sebastian. It is Anna Lowe. That's why we had to have her on as a special guest just for this episode to give her viewpoint because she's so unapologetically who she is. And I would love to hear her viewpoint on Asian women and how they get treated. Yeah, well, I think the most important thing as an Asian woman is to be fuckable because that way <laughs> you will find someone who will love you and take care of you. <laughs> I'm joking aside. Go, Jennifer. Jennifer's fuckable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, growing up, I just remember like watching the, the Asian beauty pageants like every year with my family. And then they'd be like pointing to the TV, like Anna, that's going to be you someday. Like you have, that's what you should be. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I need to just be pretty. That's all I need to focus on. Like, yeah. cause you know, in China, if you're like 27 and you're still single, like your parents will put out flyers on the street down, like every telephone wire or every like telephone pole, they'll be like advertising you off. Be like, marry my daughter. She's, talented she can cook stuff like that anyways like what jennifer said um like being an asian woman as long as you get married off to another family then your parents will be like oh thank god like a sigh of relief like i don't have to take care of her anymore and you know what growing growing up after discovering like oh i'm actually kind of a tomboy like i don't really want to be a housewife when i grow up i love that i'm in north america where it's normal for women to want a career and you know what maybe there's a chance that i could bring home the bacon and then my man can be a stay-at-home dad <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's cool like gender roles are so passe like nowadays you can't really put like gender roles down for anyone right but yeah yeah, I'll sort of jump in with, with my view. So obviously I am not a woman, but I grew up with three sisters and three cousins who were all women. And it's kind of interesting because there still are a lot of very traditional roles um, as far as how men are treated versus women. Like definitely all my sisters were taught cooking and cleaning. My brother was taught to take out the garbage. Um, and, you know, there's certain traditional things like, you know, the father always gets the first bite of any meal. Um, so we are kind of very backwards that way. Um, I, I will say, too, that there there are expectations to put, a, put upon put upon um, the different genders, like with men, you know, it's always like the oldest son that has to take care of um, the the parents, and then it sort of goes down from, from there hierarchically. And I don't think a lot of those things have really gone away. Um, and yeah, I, I think too, if, if you look um, historically, there are a few things that, um, that Asians do do a little bit better than North America as far as treatment of women. Um, one thing is that um, when people get married, they don't necessarily take the man's name. Like, it's not a given. You take the name of the more prestigious family because we're, 
you know, as sexist as Asians are, we're just more practical about money. And if you have a poor person's name, that trumps our, you know, sexism. Um, so, <laughs> you know. Classism is stronger than sexism. It is. It, 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 it's definitely true. Where I feel like in North America, I think that's like still an odd thing to, to take the woman's yeah. name. But it totally makes sense. If somebody has a better name, it's, it's what's better for the, for the kids. Um, my last point, too, is as well, like if you look throughout history, like a lot of people talk about talk about, you know, Confucianism and like Confucius say, you know, those memes. And actually, if, if you take a look at a lot of um, Confucius's thoughts, he's the one who brought in a lot of the sexism because before Confucianism, women were kind of viewed as more equal. So it's sort of sad that Confucianism is so tied in with Eastern philosophy because there's a lot of sexism baked into that. So just hmm. some food for thought. And um, we will next go to Sebastian. What are your thoughts on women? Uh, so until college, nearly 100% of the Asian women I met were my aunts or grandmas. So uh, like my parents never gave me like a race talk. It was kind of understood, given that I'm an interracial child. Like it would be weird to just be racist out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's like my like my my mom's trying to be like to take me against racism against my dad's race and my dad's to, it's like you never trust white women including your mother <laughs> no uh uh no 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 it's you know it's uh there was never like a real racism in my uh in my business uh, though m most of the Asian women I've interacted with were born and raised in North America. So the racial difference isn't much more than skin deep, really. It's a cultural thing, right? And they're Western. Although there is a higher incidence of immigrant pressure from parents, like you've got to become a doctor or a lawyer or else. But I, I, this is not ex exclusively an Asian thing. Like I've, I've seen that with Nigerians or, uh, or uh, just anybody, any second generation who comes over. And there's uh, a lot of pressure from the parents to be successful because, like, they had a, I guess they had like a step down. Good, like, I don't know. You become like a doctor in the old country, and then you come over, and now you gotta have like a dry cleaner, for instance. Uh, though this the stereotype is that the white man goes after the Asian women, right? Uh, but my own father is Asian with a white wife, and so is Leonard. Sebastian is my child. Yes, this this is the, we're revealing it now. Le Leonard's my dad. Uh, and so I wonder how time we let everybody know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, like in, in popular media, like it's it's discussed. Like um, uh, though the white men want the Asian women, and I you know I do believe that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> but anecdotally, I've I've, se I've seen the, that it's not so cut and dried. Uh, you know, on my on my mother's side, my mother's white. Uh, like her, my my whole mother's side is white, and. Uh, all the siblings of my mother, they all married Asians oh. in like they were in the Hamilton. Mm. So, uh, yeah, oh. it was weird. Like just uh, a bunch of a bunch of white siblings got together and said, hey, let's let's all find us some some Chinese people. OK, break. <laughs> yeah, they, they wow. see which way the wind is blowing. They're like, you know what? China's going to take over. Let's get on the winning team before. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> yeah, they caught that yellow fever for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Great. Let's uh, let's now go on to our uh, final panelist, uh, Leonard Chan. What are your thoughts on Asian women? I like them. There's two of them here. I like them both. <laughs> uh, 
my mom is Asian. I like my mom. So I like Asian. My grandmother was a little weird, but like, I don't think she beat her in she got really mad at me. But uh, no, man, it was, this is an interesting thing, right? Like, uh, we can just kind of look like generationally, like two generations back, my grandma on my mom's side, she like, you know, like there's that stereotype that you don't want daughters and they throw them in the river, right? She was one of them. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Except they put her in a basket first because they were not monsters. And then they sent her down a river. <laughs> and then she got found by some nice couple. They raised her. And then she ended up marrying my grandfather. And she was second wife. Okay. And then they had a lot of daughters and sons and stuff like that. And again, that next generation, true to form. Like, so my grandfather, super wealthy. Like, he built up this huge business. Also, clothing, by the way, Jennifer. So we should talk. Maybe we're yeah. related somehow. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> So then, you know, like there were a lot of daughters and one son and the son inherited most of everything, you know. And so then, I mean, that's just how it goes, right? Like even though he did the least uh, and then he inherited the most and it's normal because, again, the sons are favored over the daughters. And then my mom left uh, that uh, she came to Canada and she, she followed my dad to Canada, who was poor, and then she gave up all that money. So then she was poor and then they built up over here. Uh, totally regretted it. Should not have given up that money. That was really stupid. <laughs> but so they both had to work. So this is like, right? So it wasn't any, like they had to both work. So when I grew up, I was just watching two working parents. They both had jobs. They both took care of the house the same amount. They're both taking care of me the same amount. Like there was pure, like there was total gender equality within my household from everything that I could see. So I never looked at men and women as different. I never looked at Asian men and Asian women as being different, really, until I was told all this history. And then I heard all these jokes about, you know, Asian women being drowned in rivers. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah Is that my mama? Because it's sort of, sort of jumping into that a little bit. I, 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 you know, I, I think we all know, you know, the China one one child policy sort of had um, quite a bit to do with that. Um, so I'll open it to the floor if anybody wants to talk about the one child policy and how that affected, you know, probably a generation of women oh. being killed off before they even had a chance to live. Yeah. And I'll, I'll talk about that because I saw when I was in China, look, it's very, I'm not trying to defend my actions of having like, Chinese nannies in China, if you're a foreigner and you go to China, you don't have your immediate family, every foreign family hires an IE, which is like a domestic helper, a nanny. And um, I just saw how hard these nannies that I hired work to support their families to send money back home. And one of my first nannies that took care of my first son, she was a smart woman, Liu Ai, and she had a son who was 20 years old. He worked for Alibaba, like Jack Ma's company, like very uncommon for a family that's from like a village in um what province was it but anyways it was a province that was like Henan province to even get into university just because in China there's something called the Gaokao which is like the university like the SATs and it's every year and like Honestly, students kill themselves if they don't get a good score and get accepted to a university. And the competition is fierce. So her son got into university in a Beijing university, which is like cream of the crop. And she would work so hard. I remember her just saving up money to because she had to like save up money so that they would get enough money for her son to present to the wife's family. That's 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 the irony of it all. It's like 
they're in a rush to get rid of the daughters, but then they save up all this money because it's the groom side of the family that has to pay for everything in the wedding and to offer a kind of dowry. So it's like this weird like Ponzi scheme, like human centipede of let's get rid of our girls, but then make enough money so that we can like get a girl back to our family to reproduce for our son who will have a daughter that we can get rid of and keep the son if we have one. It's like this weird factory that is going on. And, um, and I think stories don't have kids, but go on. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's like a result of the one child policy is that for the longest time, there was this imbalanced ratio of more dudes more sausages than females and now everyone's scrambling to find a good wife like it it really is a problem although i think we talked about it during our last episode that they were changing that so that if you come from if there's two kids each from a family where they're the only child they can hook up and have two kids so that's the new rule now but if you're a villager outside of wherever and you don't have money to pay for a second child this was before like they would make women who are seven months pregnant get an abortion mm. if you didn't have the money to pay for that child. That was before, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, pretty- I'll, I'll kind of open it up to the floor if there's any other views, if, if, if anybody thinks, um, you know, Asian views on women have evolved over time or are people just still too tied to our past traditions? I feel like ending it on late-term abortion is probably... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a closer, man. That is yeah. a closer. <laughs> okay, thanks. That was uh, another very heated topic, and uh, I congratulate our two straight men for not getting canceled um, on that topic. It involved yeah. a lot of shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, almost straight. Straight men can learn just from Sebastian. Up. Um, Okay, so now let's jump into our weekly movie review. And we always like to tie the movie to the topic. So this week's movie is Mulan, which of course um, showed an example of a woman being empowered. And, you know, who knows how historically accurate it is. I was going to look it up and then I ran out of time. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's a cartoon. It's got some themes. Let's dive into it. Let's start first with Anna Lowe. What did you think of Mulan and um, what resonated the most for you? Everything about this movie makes me so happy. Like, not going to lie, I watched this movie like once or twice a year like oh. i know all the songs huh? where am i where i know i'm such a fucking loser but anyways <laughs> i love that yeah love that. it's cool it just like i i feel really proud every time i like watch this movie the story's amazing you have this like heroine who literally risks her life to protect her family and it's like saving china although i'm not sure if the story is like accurate because you know it is a disney retail of the story but it is a folklore that's been around since what 600 AD. Yeah. But yeah. I I just love how the gender roles are like not, you know, they're kind of being squashed because you see mm. a woman who like disguises as a man, goes off to war, and then they find out she's a woman, but the guy spares her life because she ends up saving his life, and it's kind of cool. Like they they could have just you know killed her right there and then. But I think actually Leonard's going to talk about how in one of the versions of that story, she does die. Mm. But yeah, mm. this movie's great. 
like at the beginning of the movie, you see her go to a matchmaker, which is like a really big deal because this is her chance to like find someone to marry. And it's it's funny because my aunt was a matchmaker in China, like oh. to this day. Yeah. Like so she's uh I remember when she came to Canada, she was asking, Hey, do you know any lonely old rich white dudes who want a Chinese wife? And I'm I love that they had to be white. It was like, no, 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 they're, yeah. they're for me. They're not for you, they're for me. I don't care how rich they are, they gotta be white. So she probably has a whole binder full of like lonely women or guys or whatever. And maybe they wanted she wanted to send them to Canada, you know? Like people pay a lot for that. Oh. This is like some 90-day fiance shit. Whoa. <laughs> that is only the second mention of, of, of binders full of women that I've ever heard. So that's uh, thank, thank, thank you for bringing that back in an election year. Um, so let's uh, let's head over to Leonard to talk about his tragic version of Mulan where she dies. What is, what is going on? Yeah, so there is there's many versions of Mulan, right? So there's uh, so it started as a poem, as a ballad of Hua Mulan. Uh, and that was much nicer, uh, more like the Disney version. She was actually like much more heroic, actually. Uh, but then there was like the, uh, I think it was like Sang Tui or something like that. It was like a another story, and uh, and then anyways, like it doesn't go well. Like the emperor dies, and the Khan takes over, and then she goes back to her her place, and then her dad is just dead, and her mother's remarried, and then she's summoned back to be a concubine, and she's like, well, fuck this, and she kills herself. So that is the alternate version. Why would you tell that story? (laughs) Oh, no! Disney did not, uh, yeah, Disney did not want to put that one up, because then it'll be very difficult to have a sequel, which they did have. Um, what's the arc of that story oh somebody tried to do something and they failed and then all they lost everything and killed themselves that's reality yeah it's the uh, (laughs) what's the arc you know get dan Harmon on this thing we need a better story circle like she's he's his her father's you know conscripted and then she decides you know to dress as a man and go and uh you know just Nothing really works out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. I will say that Asian cinema in general is not as huge on the happy endings. Like, there's times where a movie totally wraps up, and when it hasn't ended, you're like, "Why is it ended?" And you're like, "Oh, they're gonna do some crazy, horrible death twist instead of giving us a happy ending." Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like most of the like the fairy tales that we are all well, the most of the Disney movies, if you go back to the original fairy tales, they all. Don't end well. I think it's it's funny that Vong was saying Asian stories don't have happy endings when massage parlors. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point the irony out, okay? (laughs) Well, you know what? I look forward to see the new Disney movie, Rub and Tug. Uh, (laughs) It's like the new Timon and Pumbaa. It's Rub and Tug. (laughs) Wasn't, wasn't oh that my God, the name of that like... movie that Scarlett Johansson was going to play uh, a trans woman or oh, a trans yeah. man? So she's, oh, she's, yeah. she's just everywhere with her. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's not let's not get into Scarlett Johansson right now. Um, Speaking of Asian women. Yeah. When can we get into Scarlett Johansson? I've been waiting for, for so long. I mean, you got to ask Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Consent is very important. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's move on to Jennifer Shung. What are your thoughts on Mulan? 
And did you actually watch the movie of the week this week? I did. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. This is what you get for being late. Ginobili. 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 Studio Manu. Studio Manu Ginobili. Wait, did you say Studio Chernobili? I know the Freudian slip, okay? Because, like, nuclear, you know, Kawasaki, Chernobyl, Ginobili. <laughs> you know what? Like when you do a, 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 a Freudian slip having to do with Japan, maybe don't go nuclear on it. Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, look, I, I didn't finish the Ghibli movie, but Mulan. I I did watch like Anna. I watched Mulan when it came out. I was a huge Disney fan. Okay, but I was like so hooked on the Little Mermaid, and you know how hot Ariel is. So when I saw Mulan, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Who's this? Like, they, I'm sorry. It's like they purposely drew all the Asians not that hot. Okay. Even the characters from the Lion King looked hotter than everyone from. Uh, okay. Okay. This okay. Real, 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 real. okay. Grown up Nala, straight up. Super. <laughs> oh, God. She is the puss. Like, seriously. <laughs> um, so maybe because I'm so vain, I admit that. I it wasn't my favorite Disney movie because as a little girl I was just like she's not as pretty wear her eyelashes and even the matchmaking scene like they made the matchmaker resemble Ursula okay <laughs> queen and all the other like they painted her face white like a geisha that's Japan fucking Disney are you stupid get your history correct I don't know any Chinese concubines that painted their face white like a ghost that's not accurate to be fair this movie I think it came out like okay peaking opera yes but are they going to an opera or are they gonna go catch a husband like which is you know what I mean is it a performance or is it like like I don't think you do dress like that for your wedding. Like, um, you know how so, Asian men are into white girls. Come on, yeah. we've established this between okay, me and Sebastian. So, you want this proof to people you're not working in the rice fields. Yeah. yeah, I just I like the movie. Look, I think it was very good. I think when people when Frozen came out, people were all like, "Oh my god, it's the first pro feminist Disney movie." And I was like, "No." Mulan was, but because she was so ugly, no one cared. That's the problem. Like, they just didn't, they could have made her, like, so much hotter, and they didn't. They gave her the bushy man triangle eyebrows, like, very slanty, slanty, like, almost vertical eyes. Like, they were so slanted, they were almost vertical. Like, I just, that's racism to me a bit. And, look, I like the story. But doesn't she eventually fall in love with the commander? Isn't that kind of like a Me Too movement going on there? Right? No, but she, no, she, he fires her first, so there's no conflict of interest. Yeah, but don't they hook up? <laughs> She's succeeding her power to, like, the hot general. Like, she became the Daenerys to that call Drogo right there. <laughs> okay, anyways, I'm done my rant. I love Mulan. Watch yep. it. Watch it. I, I can forgive like the slight racist depictions of it because uh like disney is known for like i don't know like the the dumbo crows oh, and right. uh and walt disney's rampant rampant uh am- anti-semitism i'm yeah i think this turned out pretty well considering yeah. i'll call i'll chalk this one up in the win category and when donald duck said the n-word that was brutal oh yeah yeah well, let's not forget that ever did he 
<laughs> I like the fact that you had to think about it. So you're like, oh shoot, that's that's what I should have done for my hot topic this week. Because I didn't do a hot topic. Is all of these random anti-Semitic attacks from celebrities, like yeah. um, like fo- yeah, like football it? players tweeting out Hitler quotes that ended up not being Hitler quotes, and then Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon? Yes, talking Nick about Cannon. shit. So anyway, sorry, Jewish people. I don't know what is going on in the middle of all this madness that they're like, yeah, let's bring up Hitler quotes because we don't have enough drama in our lives. But okay, anyway, going back to another massacre, um, let's go back to the Mulan War and talk to uh, Sebastian. (laughs) I imagine people died. Oh yeah, like the avalanche, (laughs) like Mulan killed a ton of, I'm sure a bunch of spines broke in the avalanche when she caused that with the firework gun. Wow, poor Mongols. So cruel! Yeah, no. I uh, my favorite part of the movie is the uh, the pole climbing because the commander's just like yeah. you better climb that pole or get the fuck out. And then she climbs that goddamn pole with the <laughs> with the weird like giant coins and flip. You know, yeah. I've been some, some CrossFit gyms they always have like a salmon ladder or like weird shit like that. I always wanted them to have the Milan pole and the two like little wrist bands with the big coin on it, and you wrap them around. I know it would be so hard, but I, just to like be able to attempt it. Like wow, Mulan, you are really strong. And as they just slide to the ground, like the, like that shit talking guy with the with the flat like squat face. See, uh, but you know this this movie, it's a huge cultural impact for my generation. I mean, uh, if you say like let's get down to business, people will start singing. It's that's how it is. Literally, this was the first time I've ever watched the movie. Oh, <laughs> for this podcast. That is amazing. Yeah, I'm so I, happy for it. How did you even achieve that? <laughs> What's that? How did you achieve that? I don't know. You had to keep I, that. You know, like I really love The Lion King. Out. Was like, honestly, like I really love The Lion King, and I never and I watched I never watched Mulan, and then like to the point I love The Lion King so much to the point where I learned a bit of Swahili, oh. and then I never taught myself Mandarin. <laughs> so like I'm like I'm so fucked. Like when China takes over, I'm gonna be like face down on the ground with a Chinese soldier with this boot on my neck, and I'm just like I couldn't. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm totally teaching myself Mandarin. I failed five times in my life because my, my mom's actually from mainland China, so I just keep attempting and failing. But one of these days, it is going to stick because China is taking over. Um, yeah, but we're all I, fucked when that happens. Yeah, but when they're they're going to watch this podcast and kill us. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be forced to learn Mandarin, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They'll send us to, like, concentration camps. <laughs> Re-education camps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, they're the- vocational camps. They're learning. Just- they're concentrating just- on becoming hairdressers, Anna. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, it was nice to watch this, this movie again. I don't watch it quite as often as Anna does, but I do watch it every year or two years. Like, what? It, it, why are we treating it like Chinese New Year? What's going on? No, it was no. Okay, you know what? The it made a huge impact on me when I was young. I know all the songs. Um, I, you know, there's the part. I don't know why it always makes me cry. Even now, as an almost forty year old man, I just can't. So you know when the emperor puts the medal on her and says, you've brought honor to your family. <laughs> it's so, that makes you cry? It's so stupid. 
This I is can't. revealing a lot. No, I followed at that scene. Also, they, they say honor in the movie like a hundred times. They do. It's a big deal. Honor, honor, honor. At least they didn't say face. What they mean is face, right? They mean face, face. Oh, but face. Yeah, but, so they know, can't be like, oh, you gave your you gave your family face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, Disney's so good at that moment because they do the you know you're bringing your family honor line, which they know is gonna hit every Asian, and then the emperor bows, and then everybody bows, and then the music comes up, and then the fireworks, and I'm just like crying, screaming, all that shit at once. <laughs> it's it's every single time. Um, it, it is a little bit weird thinking back that you know. Now in 2020, there's a big push to only cast, you know, Asians for Asian roles and black people for black roles and all that kind of stuff. Or dragons. That too. For, uh... <laughs> Yo. So Eddie Murphy was the voice of Mushu in the first one. Yeah. Yes. But in the yes. second movie, mm. you know, they, they got this other voice actor called Mark Mosley, who's a white dude. <laughs> Who can do like a perfect Eddie Murphy impression? I wow. never knew that. Oh wow! I thought it was Eddie Murphy. Still, <laughs> I was like Eddie Murphy must have been too expensive for the second movie. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I have never watched Mulan the sequel. <laughs> no, I just think it's well, so stupid. I, I think you're like, justified. In <laughs> you know how everyone's attacking, like everyone's saying, "Oh yeah, let's we have to get like black actors to do the black voiceovers." I just think that's like. Or, or an Asian actor to do the Asian voice. Like, you're a cartoon for fuck's sakes. Like, I just don't yeah. really, I don't really see how that is bettering society. Like, when I'm watching that, I'm not being like, oh my God, I wonder what real voice is that. Like, who would have thought that on a podcast about Asian women, it's the Asian women who would get themselves canceled? <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you know, I, I'm all about, I'm all about affecting real change but i think when we do things that are just kind of these lip service ideas like what can we do to fix the world i don't think that is really one well, of do you understand why they're doing that it's because I there's do. so yeah. few roles already for like to be a voice actor is so expensive already it's like hockey right. for actors right and you have to have all the equipment you have all this stuff so already it's really hard for voice actors of color and then you have these roles that are written for their them, their experience, and then they don't get it. They give like a Vietnamese thing goes to Alison Brie, and then like something goes to somebody else. And of course, and they're the ones, thankfully, they're the ones speaking up about it. But that's why, that's why it's 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 not about if whether or not okay. they're better for the job. It's because right. yeah. these are opportunities that they're not getting that there already are so few and it's already so difficult. Then well, it's like, why, why are we why making it harder? Not you know? getting it though. Is it because they're not because Al because they're not Alison Brie. Yeah, they're not already famous. <laughs> okay, and, you know. So also, I, I think it's I a think fame there's, there's some people like uh, like Jenny Slate who are doing the resignation from their from their job, and I, I think it's uh, partially because as the limits of like what previously was acceptable but is no longer acceptable expand, uh, like people are just on their toes to like not be where the bullets are falling. Mm, yeah like it was it used to be totally okay to like rape people and uh now it's not not, think about it it was never okay okay, but societally like it just happened right and they didn't think about it they they owned slaves and yeah you're right you're right yeah 
They didn't okay, know now. that that wasn't okay. This is yeah. obviously like way less you're, so you're than that. Caveman era. Yeah, this yeah. is caveman era. This is like yeah, pro mag. Okay. This is not recent. Uh, don't right. take it in context, please. Don't take it. Good team, Sebastian. Good team. When a guy uh, pushed another guy off a woman and took his place, like it wasn't gang rape, it was just property. Yeah. Mine. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And we're just trying to Ooh. not, we're, we're, we're looking at our, we're looking at our own actions now. Yeah, and we just accepted them before. Yeah, and now we're kind of looking at what we're doing and being like, is this okay? Maybe it's not, so I'll stop just in case. Yeah, well, one okay. one one thing I will okay. say about I apologize for my ignorance on the voice acting thing. I didn't fully understand it, I guess, but to no. me it just seemed like a lot of people were doing things that weren't really what like no, I understand. It's probably, I mean, obviously, it's not the same as like you know stopping people from murdering a person yeah. of color. Yeah, but, obviously. I mean, it all contributes, right? Yeah. It's all you know. It's all like a part, like. It's yeah, it's a so really every little bit helps. It's really yeah. not, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, like you're the fact that they're doing anything. Mm -hmm. They could have just kept nobody was going after them, you know, like no. they could have just kept collecting a paycheck and they didn't. And I think that's commendable. But yeah, I think my thing was like, are they using it as a diversion? Like, oh, we're throwing this out there so that like no one can accuse us of not doing anything. You know what I mean? Kind of like a preventative yeah. defense rather than really putting where money where their mouth is. Yeah, kind of I, I, I actually think there there is some validity to what Jennifer's saying. It's sort of like we talked about last week with like the environmentalism and talking about those stupid turtles the and their, their fucking yeah. straws. Like who the fuck straws. cares yeah. about these straws when the world is burning? So I, I, I do I, I do get what, what Jennifer is saying. But I, I will say for me, it's not just about like the diversity and the opportunity, but like I've grown up around Asians. I think I've told this story before, but in my elementary school, there's one white kid and like we beat him up every day. So we just, <laughs> so for me, Asian voice, so for me, Asian And that white voices, kid, Elon Musk. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, so, so for me, Asian voices, like you can, like there's a certain timbre in Asian voices that comes through and you can tell that, you know, with in Mulan, it, it was, I think it, it was Ming-Na and like, there's a certain Asian-ness that comes through that mm -hmm. I don't think a white person can kind of get. And now watching it back, honestly, it's quite distracting hearing Donnie Osmond as the lead the lead guy. I'm like, he sounds so white and it's kind of distracting. So I do think there's a certain quality in like ethnic voices, especially if you've grown up around it, that you can tell when it's like a fake ass white person doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so just just to wrap this up and to wrap up, you know, the our our whole podcast for this week, you know, this this week's movie is a bit of a preemptive um, getting ready for the relaunch of Mulan, the live action Mulan. So I wanted to ask if anybody had a chance to watch the trailer. I'll, I'll give my thoughts first to give you guys some time to sort of um, to think about it. Um, but so we're we're gonna do like this huge this huge review special spoiler free review then a full spoiler review we're probably gonna go see it with like twenty other Asians and like have each of them review it so it's gonna be like this huge rice and COVID okay go <laughs> and um, no so so for me. I really like that they're taking a really different tactic 
um, for this live action Mulan versus the other live action Disney movies because I saw Aladdin and it was just like a sad version that paled in comparison to the cartoon. Same thing oh. with The Lion King. It was just a sad, pale version of, of what came before. Whereas with Mulan, they're actually really changing it. They're really changing what the story's about. They're changing characters around. There's no music. She kills herself at the end. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not that. I will say the one change I don't like is that instead of facing off against the male antagonist directly, they've given Mulan like a female like sorceress to fight against. But oh. I thought it was cool in the other one that it was like she beat up that bitch, that guy on her own multiple times. And I thought that was empowering. Listen, I haven't seen the movie, but I obviously it's not out, but that is one change I don't like. Overall, I like their direction, but I don't like that instead of facing off directly against the man, she's facing off against the man's henchwoman, the sorceress. Mm -hmm. uh, any other thoughts on the trailer before we wrap up? Well, I think that your observation about her facing off with another woman is probably because maybe Disney was sensitive to a real life version of a man inflicting violence on a woman. That's my only justification or reasoning for why they might have made that switch. And they didn't want young boys you know, watching it or young girls watching it thinking, yeah, I can, you know, fight off or a guy attacking me, even though they should, but maybe they didn't want to further, uh, kind of embellish or promote that notion of male violence against women. That's my only take, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah I get it. It's almost like you're dumbing it down so that she can only handle a woman. But yeah. I think in cartoons, it's more passable as like, you know, hey, we're animated. This doesn't yeah, really yeah. hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are, are there Maybe any should other... be fine if she kills him afterwards, like <laughs> immediately after. Yeah. Um, are, 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 are there any thoughts maybe from Anna? Because you love the cartoon so much. Are you sad? There's no Mushu. There's no. Oh I, oh, I will say, too. One thing they did change is they did get rid of the love story with her and the commander. So that might be more That's empowering. Hmm? I kind of wanted a little kissy, kissy, sexy. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they wanted to have her motivation not based on. Yeah. On a like love a thing. love fairy tale thing. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, give and take They're They're kind of rebalancing it a little bit. Who knows where it's going to come out. But yeah, let's go to Anna on, on her thoughts of all these changes. No more Mushu. No more music. What's going on? Yeah, I think it'll be a very interesting film. I would definitely watch it. It looks more like an action drama kind of movie. Uh, but, you know, after the trailer was released, I was reading an article about how the lead actress in the movie, Liu Yifei, mm. is a huge supporter of the Chinese government, like, taking over Hong Kong and everything. Oh. So, mm -hmm. so after learning that, I was kind of like, mm, do I want to support her by watching this movie when I know, like, She's not for Hong Kong being independent. But Anna, Anna, she has to be. She, she, she wants a career, man. If she <laughs> doesn't say that, she will get canceled immediately. I mean, gone missing. That's like, true. Almost yeah. that kind of situation. If she was in Hong Kong or if she was living in America, then if she had still said that, I would get it. But the fact that she is a mainland Chinese actress, she doesn't have a choice. You just have to imagine the little laser dot on her forehead when she says it. <laughs> 
Oh yeah. shit, eh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely still gonna watch it, like for sure. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. If there's no songs or Mushu, yeah, yeah. Hard to- the music <laughs> makes the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, Isn't Mushu okay. like Mushu pork, like a dumpling that you eat? <laughs> I, th- I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, there there is a dish oh. called Mushu pork. I I don't like that dish at all, but it, it yeah, is it's, a it's popular like, so it's dry. dish. It's like really dry, isn't and it? You like scoop it into like a lettuce cup, isn't it? Like Mushu. Isn't that no? That's Peking duck, isn't it? Yeah, we should I, do an episode like, on food, okay. eh, Pong? Yeah. We should do an episode on We food. clearly don't know our culture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's the, no, I, I, I think m- mushu pork is similar to Peking duck, but instead of lettuce, it's like this rice no, papery thing. No, it's dumpling. Thing. Isn't it? It's a what? dumpling. Is it? Okay. You know what? Okay, you know what? <laughs> we'll do Isn't it like that time. red thing you see hanging in the in the Chinese food shop? Chow, yeah, bro! Oh, that's sweet and sour pork. That's char siu? okay okay this is going off the rails a little bit so i'm gonna wrap it up and we're actually going to be under an hour for the first time ever which is our goal um thank you so much for tuning in next week's movie and topic is so our movie next week um if you want to watch it in time so you can uh know what the hell we're talking about during the live stream is going to be joy luck club and the topic is going to be yeah, and the topic is going to be um, the uh, the friction between generations, between um, the younger first generation to the mainland Asian generation. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I will figure out how to put it in words before next week. But it's like, you know, do we all hate our parents is basically the name of the topic. Um, and. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you once again, Anna, for coming in as our special guest. And thank you to our regular panelists. And thank you to our listeners. See you next week. (laughs) With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.